Awesome. So, today we're going to be talking on a message that I've titled, Promise Keeper. Can you tell that to someone next to you? Tell them, Promise Keeper. We serve a promise keeper in our God. Amen. Uh, it was, it was, it's not by chance, it's by the Holy Spirit that I was able to grab this title because I, I hadn't realized that we were singing Waymaker this morning. I believe it flows so well and I believe the Holy Spirit has something to say to you today. And I pray that as He speaks through me that you're able to hear what He's wanting to say. Amen? Amen. Promises. I've uh, learned throughout my life or even as I've grown and to write about when I sort of called myself an adult. I don't act like it all the time, but when I, called, when I started to call myself an adult, I realized that I should stop making promises to people. Because promises, they, they tie you down. They make sure that you have to do something. When you make a promise, you've got to hold to it. Right? Is that true? I remember when I was a kid, though, I could give you a promise any day of the week. What do you want me to promise you? I could promise you a million bucks. When I was a kid, I still remember the story. When I, was, I still remember when I was in primary school. I was probably about six or seven years old. And um, I was playing handball with one of my mates. And I... Ended up, I kicked the ball for some reason. I don't know why I kicked it, but I kicked it. And it, I kicked it up over onto the roof of the school. And my friend, he was, he was sad. He lost his ball. He brought that ball from home. And he, uh, he started crying. And I was trying to comfort him because I knew, like, don't go tell Miss so-and-so. I was like, just don't go tell her, please. I don't want to get in trouble. He said, no, I'm going to go tell Miss. Guess what I did? I made a promise. I said, look, just relax, I'll go home, I'll, whatever you, I'll get you a ball and I'll bring one in tomorrow, I promise. Made a promise. And for the next three to four weeks, I made sure that I didn't see this guy at school. <laughs> I made sure I ducked around the hallways and ducked around the classrooms like, oh, I better not run into Johnny because if I see him, he's going to ask for his ball and I don't have it. I know very well that I don't have it. I know very naughty if I could, Johnny, if you're watching, <laughs> maybe we can catch up someday, I'll get you a tennis ball. Um, but promises, we, we, we make promises, we, sometimes we've made promises in our past and we just, we, we don't follow through on them sometimes. Is that true of anyone else? No, just myself. But we make promises sometimes and thankfully there is a God that we serve who when He makes a promise, you can bank on it. Tell someone you can bank on it. You can bank on God's promises. Regardless of what the season looked like, regardless of where you were at in your life, if God said something or if His Word declares something, you can bank on it. From the beginnings of Genesis to the end of Revelation, the Bible is full of promises. So full of promises. You know, even just this past week, uh, we had some car issues. And um, as we had some car issues, my first instinct, I suppose because I'm a pastor, so that probably, probably explains it. But my first instinct was to just go back to Malachi chapter 3. I just said, Lord, Lord, your promise is that you say, if I sow into the kingdom, you'll rebuke the hand of the devourer. That's what it says. And that's a promise that God made. And so I said, no, I'm claiming that promise. I'm claiming that promise. Thankfully, God is faithful and He came through and He showed us a way that we, that we didn't have to sell half the house. But it was, just, it was so evident. I, I knew that the first thing that I needed to do was take God at His promise. Micah, it's 
It's Mother's Day. What does that have to do with promise? Well, I think there's a story in the Bible that talks so well of God's promise. And if you have your Bibles with you, we're going to turn to Luke chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 34. And it's a promise that God made to a young lady. Now, it's a shame that we only hear this passage sometimes at the end of our year, when it's Christmas. Because it has so much good for us every other day of the year. But we only sometimes, sometimes we'll only bring this story up around the Christmas time because it's what we celebrate, right? The birth of Jesus Christ. But here we can see God and His promise. Uh, to give you a bit of background, just in case you don't know, Mary is a teenager. She's betrothed, meaning she's, she's got a fiancé. They're about to get married. And an angel comes down to Mary and he says to Mary, you will have a son and he will be the son of God. He comes and he communicates God's promise to Mary. Makes a promise. You will bear the son of God. That's a pretty big promise. I mean, sometimes we can look at our lives and see some of the promises that God's placed in our lives and some of the things that he said to us. And we say, that's pretty big. I don't know if we can come through with that. He talks to this woman, human lady, and he says, the Son of God will be in your womb. That's a big, big promise. So we hit the story here. And uh, Mary is pregnant and she's, uh, she's gone. Part of the story is that she's gone to see her relative named Elizabeth. So let's read. We're going to read from verse 34 and we'll read through to 45. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. What a beautiful promise to hold the Son of God. But sometimes it, I feel like we, not sometimes, sometimes we focus wholly on what happened to Mary, forgetting that she's part of a big community. Because she is. She's part of a big Jewish community. And in this big Jewish community, for a, it, for, a, uh, for a woman to fall pregnant outside of wedlock, in the tradition of the day, it would make the child illegitimate. Sad. In fact, it would go to the point where the child would not be accepted to go into the synagogue. To the point where the child would not even be recognized as a child of Israel. Thankfully, God's grace covers us all the way through all of our lives. And He covers us today. But here it says that, it, it explains that this child that Mary's holding, that would be a promise, can cause a lot of strife. In fact, if you read the account from Matthew, you'll read that Joseph, after he found out what had happened, he decides that he's going to go and divorce her quietly. It causes a problem, doesn't it? 
because Mary, just picture the story. Mary comes up and she stands before Joseph. Joseph, awesome news. I'm pregnant. And I'm going to give, that's, that's, that's already a, a far cry, right? And then she says, I'm going to give birth to the Son of God. What do you think Joseph's thinking? <laughs> anyway, I'll leave it to your imagination. So Joseph hears this, and it causes issue with him. He wants to divorce her. And that's, only the, that's the only other response that we see to what we hear to, to what we hear happened to Mary. Can you imagine what happened when her neighbors find out about this? Can you imagine what happens when her cousins and her family find out about this? Imagine her parents when they find out about this. <laughs> Pregnant. Oh, the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. What's his name? Really? Oh, that's his parents. That's, I mean, that's her parents. Imagine his. Remember, this is Joseph, who was a direct descendant from David. Direct descendant all the way back to Abraham. He's got a straight bloodline all the way back to Abraham. You can recall it. It's in the It's there in the first chapter of Matthew. That's the first thing you read. The line all the way down to this guy, Joseph. Joseph isn't some lowly guy who sits in the back of the church and no one really knows about. Joseph is well known. His family is, is they're, they're, they're honored in the marketplace. He's very well known. And for this to happen to him, gee, takes me to the first point. That promises cause problems. Cause such a problem in her life. I can imagine. Because we don't hear the account of all of the other, other parts of it. But put yourself in the shoes. Pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Never happened before, never to happen again. Only you? No, no, no. Something wrong here. There's something wrong here. But they, but Mary holds on to the promise regardless of the problem. Why is that relatable today? I truly and wholeheartedly believe that God has placed promises in your life. With every part of me, I know God's spoken to you about something. He's given you a dream and He's placed a promise on your heart and He wants to see those things come into fruition. But there are problems when we bring our promises before other people too. How does that happen? Well, it's easy for me because I didn't grow up here. You don't know my past. You didn't see me stumbling out of the pubs and clubs, and you didn't see that part of my life. You didn't see any of that for me. But what happens a lot of the time is when, when I talk about, when we come and we talk about the promises that God has placed on our lives, people will use what we used to be to stifle where God wants to take us. That God has this amazing plan for my life. He told me I was going to do this, and He told me I was going to go there, and I know that, and I have a conviction about that in my heart. And you have Joe Blow sitting at the bank saying, I remember you. I remember you from way back in the day. I've seen you with those friends that you shouldn't be around. I've seen you where having, having, having dinner and having lunch with those people that you have no business being around. I saw you stumbling out 
of the club at whatever hour of the morning. I've seen that. That can't be you. That promise isn't for you. And even for myself, I would, I would say that although you don't know my past, I've been my own worst critic. God's shown me and He's given me promises and He said, this is what I want to do with you. And I've, because of my humanity, I've decided to just agree with what I've, the, the sinful nature that I used to be uh, submitted to. And I just be, oh no, Lord, that's, that's too much of a promise. I, I don't think, I, can, I still struggle just taking care of it. I still struggle just loving my wife. I still struggle just respecting people. I still just struggle doing all of these things. And I end up trying to let go of the promise that God's placed on my hand. Sometimes promises cause problems. Second point. The good thing about a promise, though, especially in this story, is that promises have the potential to transform our perspective. You see, as this happens to Mary, all of the how-to and whereabouts, all the things that could and should happen, all of the shame and the dignity that she might lose, all of the areas in the society that she might lose status, all of those things, she puts them to the side. And in the following verses, from verse 46 to verse, uh, to verse 55, in my Bible it reads the subheading as Mary's Song of Praise. But regardless, even though the situation might look dire, even though her husband might even look to divorce her, her reply, her perspective shifts, and she turns from looking at the situation and looking at what possibly can happen, and she turns it to praise. Promises have the potential to shift our perspectives. I'll read you just two verses from uh, Mary's Song of Praise. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. It can be a massive perspective change from what you could be in the middle of in that season. Just for a small practical, it's not quite applicable, but it's just a small practical uh, tool to be able to help you to explain. My, uh, my, old, my daughter, she does piano classes once a week. She's been doing it for a couple of years now. And uh, she made the decision to, to want to do it. Oh, she made the decision to do it. We put her in. And for the last six months, I, I reckon, it's, it's been a little bit hard to get her to, to go to piano class. She doesn't enjoy it quite as much as she used to. She said, no, you need to go to piano class. We're planning a church and I need a piano class. <laughs> That's not the main reason. But she, she made that decision. And we want to make sure that she honors her decision. And I was just I was thinking about, well, I wonder how it, how it is that she actually she can make her want to. And uh, I was just talking to my brother Shane, and he, he said to me, just give her an incentive. Said, Tell me more about this. I said, oh, just, if there's something that she gets, she gets past, and then she's just rewarded for it. I said, oh, cool. So after her next piano session, I just said to her, um, look, you go through, she goes through a book, book at a time. And I said, look, every time you finish a book, I'll take you down to Family Funland, put some money on a card, go for your life. 
these couple of years, I'd have to remind her to go to her piano to practice. For the last three weeks, I haven't had to say a word. Okay? But just this, it's, it's not quite applicable, but it's just when I've made this promise to her, it's changed her perspective on what she's doing, and now she enjoys going to piano. She was talking about it on the way in the house just a couple of days ago. She said, oh, you know, with the music theory and the way it's just, it's just the way it just plays out. No, now I can understand it so much more. I just nod and, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. I have no idea what you're saying, but that sounds amazing. <laughs> because I made a promise to her, and she's going to hold me to that. You guarantee she's going to hold me to that. The second she finishes that book, she's going to be like, Daddy, I finished my book. Let's go. The promises have the power to transform our perspectives. Amen? That makes sense. Good. There's one last point. Got you in quick, just here for Mother's Day. We'll get you out really quick. There's plenty of cake to be eaten. God's promises possess power. Every single promise that God makes, it possesses power. From the beginning of the word to the end of the word, regardless of where you find it, if you find a promise on God's word, you can guarantee that you can take that to the bank. Regardless of where it is. If God has spoken to you and He's promised something in your life, guarantee you can bank on it. You know, with all the problems that may have arisen around Mary, all the naysayers, all the gossips, with all the changes in perspective that Mary had to go through, the promise that she held we still reap the benefit of that promise today. That one promise that God made to man. We reap the benefit of that promise still now. She didn't know and her neighbors didn't know and no one in the town knew. Not even her husband knew. Elizabeth knew. She said that the baby within her womb left when she heard the voice of Mary coming. But no one knew that who she held within her had the power to, to defeat death, hell, and the grave. The absolute power to transform our lives and our thinking. The power to bring healing into our, into our communities, healing into our families. She held that power within her. And she was blessed because she carried that power within her. I put it to you, church. Are there promises that God has made to you? Why would I talk about this on Mother's Day? Talk about this on Mother's Day specifically because mothers do an amazing, amazing work. And for a lot of the time, they, they take a sacrifice after a child is born and put a pause on promises and dreams. And I think it's important that we remind our mothers, especially today, of those promises and those dreams and that fervent manner that God spoke to them in that moment. Even if you would talk to a mom, you, they, if you were to talk to anyone really and you would have talked about the promises that God made them, they can tell you the day, they can tell you the time, they can tell you where they were. God said this to me in that moment and I'm so sure of it. But it's been years. Things have happened, we've become busy. Family happens. 
when we've had to make sacrifices here, there, and other places. And so what happens is our promises that God has placed on us and God has given to us and God has placed within us to be able to bring to the world, sometimes they become stifled. So you think for you, what is the promise that God has spoken to you in a time where you just knew that it was God, but has been sitting on the back burner for some time? You ask yourself. What promises have you let go of? Because the time's already come too short. I haven't got much time left. So much time has already passed since that season. And I don't think God's going to bring it good. If God said it, you can plant on it. You can bank it. If He said it to you in a time past, in the middle of the night, wherever it might have been, you can bank on it. That's a guarantee. A guarantee. The power that we possess, we hold a power That's the same as what Mary was holding. And we have that power to impact our city. You possess it now. It's not something that you're going to work for. This is something that you have now. And that power has a name. And his name is Holy Spirit. And it lives within you now. You carry that power of the promise. Because the Holy Spirit, he was promised to us way back. When Jesus had to go back into heaven, if I go from Luke chapter 24, verse 49, it says that this promise is available for you today. And it reads, oh, just let me flick over, 24:49. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. In that scripture, he's speaking specifically of the Holy Spirit. That's the promise that you possess in you. And it's a promise that you hold that is ready to impact your work, impact your family, impact your school, impact every area of our lives because this community needs Jesus. And they need us to release Holy Spirit through our lives to see people come to Him. But it needs you to do it. It actually needs you to do it. Yes, you are carrying Holy Spirit. Yes, you have the ability to impact the presence around you. But you have to release Holy Spirit where you are. I'm going to ask the team to come back up. We're going to finish with a song. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Because I want to pray for you this morning. And I want to believe that no promise that God has spoken to you and no word that God has ever placed on your heart ever, ever, ever die without God fulfilling it. If he was never going to do it, then he never would have said it. So let me pray for you, church. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you that you are a God who always comes through. You're in the business of fulfilling your promises. And Lord, right now, I just pray that you would bring back to remembrance, Holy Spirit, every word and every promise that you have made to your people. Lord, through the word that you have placed before us, Lord, every word that we have stamped on 
and every word that we have relied on, every word that we have built our lives around, Father. Pray that you would bring those words back to remembrance, Lord. And Lord, we don't, we don't hold it over your head, but Lord, we bring them back to you with a posture of humility. And Lord, we, we just come before you and we say, Lord, this is what you said. This is what you said to me. This is the promise that you made to me. Father, and I pray that you will make it come true. Not, not because I, I have it holding over you as, a, as something that I can hold over God. Not at all, Lord. In humility, we come before you with our promises. Lord, we declare that we serve a God who can still come good on promises that may have been put down a long time ago. Lord, we thank you for our mothers, Lord. We pray that every promise and every dream Lord, that our mothers have held a long time ago, Lord. Lord, we pray that you bring them back around, refresh them, Lord, that we can hold on to them, take them before you, Lord. Because you're a God of your word, and we believe that wholeheartedly today. Lord, bless your church. Throughout the week, may those promises come back. And Lord, throughout the year, we can see them come to we see them come into effect, Lord, in our community. Father, we thank you. We give you praise.